0: Thank Minefields. my name is joshua michael this is my best friend in the whole world colin we hope you're taking good care of yourselves out there hopefully uh you haven't gotten pregnant or sick <laughs>
1: we already went over that yeah this is the second this is, this take two, is, this is, this is i take had a two. recorder issue recorder um, issue it's okay it's okay it yeah, happens we started out talking about pregnancies and stuff mm-hmm. and then I don't remember how we got onto that other topic off the top of my head, but we're going to avoid going into it for uh, time's sake.
0: The hot hot models in Hong Kong from Toronto that may or may not have had STDs.
1: They I who the hell I wouldn't know if they had STDs. I, I would I CD. would have found out if they had STDs yeah, I bet you night. would have
0: <laughs> I would have found uh, out and I would have been a okay with it that night if I was a drunken night in Hong Kong on New you Year's would have Eve got
1: aop <laughs> the best std
0: dude um, dude I would have been getting a long ass <laughs> q tip and been like it was worth it jeez <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, oh
1: no wait 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 I'm going to go I'm going go one further uh when I got back from oh man all right we're going to talk about hong kong the story real quick i'm in hong kong oh we were talking about we were talking about statistics cuz you were talking about pregnancy i mentioned my dad who is a statistician he's not with us any longer he he he's dead uh i i don't know how to say that in any other nicer way i don't i don't know why we're so candy assed about saying anything about dead people my dad died in 2010 so in 2004 i went to hong kong with my dad uh who uh <laughs> okay who who uh, uh he was teaching experimental statistics at hong kong polytechnic and then the sars epidemic took place and uh when when he what he was supposed to go back anyway uh they said like no no don't go don't don't come or don't come back to china for this one and then so he he was like the next time they offered him the opportunity he was like i'm going back to hong kong do you want to go because your mom doesn't want to go and i was like Okay, yeah, I ended up spending New Year's Eve with two pretty attractive, but not entirely my type, uh, models from Toronto. Uh, when I finally found myself in an English pub, um, yeah, that's that's basically what it gets down to. We, we can't uh, get so too was, that, much in the. Details. That's the Hong Kong story. <laughs> the Hong Kong story. The, the, the thing is, we 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 talk about. We were talking. We were joking. You were joking about these girls having STDs. There's no way of knowing. I guarantee, I really don't think so. The thing being, when I got back from Hong Kong, I thought I had bedbugs for six months. But do you know what it was? Mysterious. When I got back, I got back together with this girl that I'd been dating. And I found out ten years later that she got arrested... And spent the night in jail while I was gone. And she was terrified to let me know. So when we got back together, I got something from her. And I thought that it was uh, bedbugs. So I started looking it up. And then I heard about sea lice. Because while I was in Hong Kong, I swam in the South China Sea. And then everyone was like, no, you have to go home and get a shower immediately because there's sea lice. And I was like, that's the weirdest damn thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Long story long, I spent six months cleaning my bedroom every day and poisoning my mattress, trying to kill off the possibility of bed bugs or sea lice. And what I found out that it was um, uh, just generic lice. Uh, and one, one day somebody was like, well, if it's sea lice, why don't you just go get some rid from the drugstore? I did, and everything was gone. And I was like, what the hell happened? Ten years later, I find out that that girl was jailed. Oh man, what a horrendous thing. She got,
0: she got lice in a, in a dank, in in a dank Oklahoma County prison for some stupid thing. (laughs) It might've been Tulsa County. I don't know where she
1: got jailed. I've never asked her about it. I haven't talked to her since like 2005, so... Yeah, I wouldn't
0: I wouldn't talk yeah. to a girl that did that to me either.
1: Well, I didn't find out until I was talking to a mutual friend, like, two years ago. Oh. Uh,
0: so you just... Hey, anyway, so I don't you, have lice now. So you just ditched her because you're a prick. <laughs> I was... I think I was too old for her, which was dumb because I was probably, like, three, four years older than her or whatever, but whatever. Well... We were having a very long, interesting <laughs> conversation the other day, uh, maybe two weeks ago, about a week and a half. Uh, about lice you can get on the planet <laughs> About yeah, Exactly.
1: No. All right. Well, yeah, we did not. No. So, yeah, hit it. We
0: were talking about Thor Ragnarok. and Right. We are talking about Thor Ragnarok, and uh, I just got this crazy hair up my ass that it's, it's time to reread Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. And... It just I kept bugging Colin over oh, and can, can you, you gotta reread it? We got this is gonna be since no comics are coming out. Uh, let's let's do this and then uh, just it just all stemmed from that Ragnarok conversation because when I first heard that the movie was coming out, I'm like, okay, great, Thor Ragnarok, they're gonna end they're gonna end things. Okay, like I kind of know what they're gonna do, but then I heard that someone they had been throwing the word Sakar around, uh, and yep, that's yep. when that's when my ears really perked up because when you heard the word Sakaar, you know immediately Hulk you know gladiator fights and uh that's all i really needed to know and um <laughs> that like like period that's that. that's all i needed like i like i'm in and we want to bring to you uh the same way we bring our regular show uh when we go over the new comics that came out last week while you're on your way to the comic store to buy the new ones why planet hulk was good and we hope you enjoy it because we did a lot of research we did uh I read uh, so many different back issues of Hulk. Reread uh, almost com- the complete Red Hulk. Um, wow, uh, McFarlane McFarlane Hulk. Some old Joe Fixits. Um, there, there's a lot of different things that you really have to go into, and, and also, I, God, I reread uh, the Immortal Hulk in its entirety too. I've had a lot of time on my hands, and um, you've
1: had a lot of Hulk lately. A Lot of Hulk,
0: and um, I rewatched the I rewatched the uh, the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Which was the third movie, which uh, back from the eighties with uh, uh, Bill Bixby. <laughs> what are you giggling about? <laughs> there, he's awesome. He's awesome. No, there was just this awesome episode of The Simpsons with uh, Stanley, where Stanley was actually he showed up at the comic store, and the entire time he's in the store, he's constantly placing Marvel comics in front of DC comics, <laughs> 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 and uh, this little boy's there to. He's like, uh, "What are you doing there?" He's like um i need a batman for my batmobile he's like you don't need a batman the thing will fit perfectly in there (laughs) just squeezes it this kid's vintage (laughs) toy breaks it (laughs) and then hulk uh sorry homer ended up uh ended up getting like dyed green and fighting the cops outside in the parking lot in the street and stanley's like you're not the hulk i'm the hulk and he like rips his shirt open and he's like And he's like it happened once, and the comic book guy's like, "We better get you inside." You, you couldn't even turn into Bill Bixby. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I, I I get too caught up with that. So um, God, yeah. So <laughs> a, a lot of Hulk. Uh, I've watched the movies out of order, actually. Uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk, The Return of the Incredible Hulk, which is one of my favorite ones, where they've got that that cheesy '90s like looking Thor guy, and they've got Donald Blake when he's got the stick that. How did
1: they pull a 90s Thor guy out of a 70s TV show? Well,
0: it was the 80s when they made that movie. Still. Still. Okay, I get your point. I digress. I get your point. Carry on. (laughs) I get your point. An uncomfortable silence. (laughs) Yeah, when I realize I'm a dumbass. Okay. uh. (laughs) A placating gesture. (laughs) Okay, so... This is why we think that the Hulk is awesome from the pages of Planet Hulk, World War Hulk. What 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 was the deal like we
1: you said like bringing up the bringing up the concept of Sakaar. Um, I was saying that I've only read through this material maybe the one time and then so like what sticks with you? The thing is that the legacy of this book the legacy of this storyline has lasted a lot longer than anyone really thought it was. Because you, you said you made a really good point earlier. This idea that if you hadn't been reading The Incredible Hulk, you didn't really know that this was coming. And then it started and it kept going, and the like Hulk readers and Hulk fans. We're definitely grabbing their friends by the shoulder and being like, "Dude, if you haven't been reading this, it's fucking fire right now." It, the the, uh, the best—I don't think anybody said that in 2007 or whatever. The, uh, 2006.
0: the best The best parallel for that was uh, when Old Man Logan was coming out, and all of a sudden you're seeing that there's like fifth printing, and you're buying like the fourth, uh-huh. fourth one, that first print. And you're like, "What the hell? How come I can't find these?" And you're you're forced to buy a fourth printing of something, and like, how did I not know this? That this was happening um it's extremely similar to that situation
1: yeah and i think that's the thing is that when okay so this the planet hulk storyline took place in the regular incredible hulk uh title and it didn't start at some um you know very particular number it started in issue 92 and ran through issue 105 so you know what like that's not that's not when we get to the point of a summer event and that's why Planet or why World War Hulk that was a summer event. That was a a what is it a it was a flagship book and then there was a banner not not even a joke, not even a pun going across the top of every other tie-in that was that was happening. And I wonder like you know what it just occurred to me to wonder this did they realize how hot a commodity, how hot an item Planet Hulk was, and decide this has gotta be our next big summer event, like in a couple of months and like strike while the iron was hot, or was this a planned thing for a while?
0: That's a that's a Do good question. Know.
1: I think You know what, that's that's a that's a comic con panel question right there.
0: I agree. Uh my hypothesis is that uh they There's some people that the really good writers that really, really, really wanted to do a Hulk movie and and do Planet Hulk, but they needed to strike where the iron was hot because Thor needed the third Thor movie needed came out and uh, is it Taika Waititi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he did a good job of incorporating everything because I really feel like he understands. I think
1: he did the best that he could. He he was taking two completely different massive storylines. And trying to fit them into one regular runtime movie, because Ragnarok was what a Peter David story, and um, and then this is and then Planet Hulk and World War Hulk is Greg Pack. I think the problem is that the Hulk in the MCU is characterized as a good guy, no matter what, and despite the fact that, yeah, the Hulk's going to come in and wreck a place or whatever, you know, we we all saw the Avengers movie coming, and we're like, okay, hey, they're taking the Ultimates, and they're making that into a movie, but if you really, if you read it, the first six issues, nobody knows what to do with this super team, because there's nobody out there that could possibly take these guys, and so Bruce Banner injects himself, with the super soldier stack that he's working on right and becomes the hulk and wrecks manhattan so that the ultimates come out they fight him and they eventually take him not take him out well that makes banner look like a self i don't know it makes him look like a, 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 a like i can't come up with the right word i mean he's just he's he's he has no self-confidence And he does this to himself, and he does this to everybody. And you can't make a movie where you're going to try to sell Hulk toys and have a character like that be the Hulk. Just like when you and I were talking about um, Hank Pym yesterday or the day before or whatever. And like, what are you going to do with Ant-Man when you've got Hank Pym in there and you know that he slapped Jan at some point? Right. And how how do you make that work? The hulk in the mcu cannot be a bad guy he could do something wrong but we've got to see reluctance and shame in his expression while he's doing it right when he realizes that he's doing it that's why and that's that's what happened in uh
0: um well he couldn't
1: what, well he could what, what, what's what happened in uh ultron age of ultron
0: well well uh, Hulk wasn't a bad guy in that. Like he, they accidentally made something that, and he flat out. They, they, the preface for it was like, "We're mad scientists." Okay, we're mad scientists. Let's go, let's do this. Um, I, I, yeah, I like. I mean, it was the Scarlet Witch that set it off. I, I like what you're saying though, and I think that's the the good challenge to the Hulk is the fact that the way it's evolved after so many different uh, incantations from just being the the dumb gray Hulk that they didn't think would work, and eventually, you know, they had trouble with the colors, and then they had to make him mm-hmm. green, and then. Um, or vice versa, I can't remember they're trying to make him green, and they could only make him gray but whatever the it, I
1: think he was orange one time, <clears throat> uh and it's it's yeah, they started out with him gray, and it just wasn't that great
0: well uh the, I think that the challenge is to making the Hulk into something different because it's it's a Jekyll and Hyde story, obviously um starts out dummy Hulk, and then there's the the constant banter between. Uh, how much Bruce doesn't want to be the Hulk and get rid of it because of all the trouble it's causing between Thunderbolt Ross and Betsy or Betty and uh mm-hmm. and his friends and then uh constantly being turned on and used and then how can we make the Hulk interesting again well uh we're talking the 80s <clears throat> man i got a frog there my to all week <clears throat> in the in the 80s and the, let's make him a sleazeball ball where he's not as smart and he's working at a Vegas hotel and he likes Gucci suits and stuff um, so, uh, I've, I've got the list in front of me from the, uh, when Bruce was actually had a little bit of uh, control during the immortal Hulk was, uh, there's banner form, there's Bruce, mm-hmm. there's Joe Fixit, it. Then there's Hulk form devil Hulk, which is the one that takes over in the immortal Hulk. The one that banner has been scared of for decades that if he, this actually gets out the, the true id that he was holding back, if this one gets out, then, then the world is going to end, and that's basically what Immortal Hulk is after in uh, some way, shape, or form in the Immortal Hulk. Uh, and then there's also the missing Dormant one they haven't shown yet, because they're using Immortal Hulk to show all the different facades and faces of the Hulk. Uh, the missing Dormant that haven't showed up yet in the Immortal Hulk, which is Professor Hulk, and then Green Scar, from well i mean from, the from green
1: scar fascinates me in that i feel like there's not that much difference between that hulk and one or two of the other hulks there's a there's a degree of intelligence there that isn't like i mean he it's such a psychological drama uh he's uh he's there enough that he can be reasoned with he's there enough to be articulate in his conversation if he chooses to talk but I'm just, I'm just not sure that the green scar, like that's a manifestation of the Hulk that exists on that world. And I wonder if that has more to do with the idea that he could be injured there because of some kind of like, you get into all those star Trek stories where, you know, there's that episode of deep space nine where nobody can die on this planet. They kill each other over and over again, but nobody can die. They always wake up from their wound Or something... I mean, there's just an aspect, some kind of radiological thing that's going on on this planet that makes him capable of being injured. But, of course, the more angry he gets, the more powerful he gets. And it takes him a long time to develop into that particular rage. I think the thing that bothers me, ultimately, about the entire planet and War of Hulk Mm. uh, situation is that he's still capable of thinking across the entire story
0: right right and and, and and you're you're getting ahead of yourself because when i said maybe green, yeah. when i said green scar i just wanted to bring it back into uh full circle because that's where oh the, i get the, the, yeah. green scar is what they one of the many names they have for him on 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 Sakar which they call planet hulk uh you know on the on the yeah. on the comic magazines we're buying but it's actually called Sakar. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let me go back to my reference pages here because I have a lot, a lot of notes, man.
1: I think the thing that you asked me that, that got us to a launch off point was mm-hmm. the idea of like when did I know that this was kind of going to be a thing? Uh, I, I, it was really like I had heard about it for a while, and then when we started seeing the trailers for Ragnarok, it it was proof verified by seeing the Hulk come out in his Planet Hulk costume. With the pseudo-Roman helmet, with the Mohawk, and then, like, uh, I don't remember seeing any particular weapon that I was like, oh, that's exactly it, and everything. But I think I expected more out of it. I don't, I did, I just, I don't know. I didn't think that Korg, what needed to be funny, and I didn't think that Meek needed to be funny, and I think that there's a lot of wasted opportunity there, but,
0: dude, yeah, hit us up with the references, because I have a totally different feel for it. You're perfectly correct, like... That movie was very borderline uh, unfunny to me. Like it was just funny enough, but too borderline on the on the the like stupid, snarky hipster comedy that is too easy and and that what you hear in office talk now. Like that's how that like this isn't. You're you're Mm. you're getting close to being hipster bullshit, and it it was it was almost there. (laughs) It was it was. Well, I think that's the
1: problem. Is like. Everything had to be quippy. Yeah. The co- the complaint that I've seen, and we're we're getting into a greater MCU concern here, so I'll try to keep it s- concise. the the uh, The idea that like you know Joss Whedon's going to come in and do something amazing with the Avengers, and he right. didn't, it because it was it was
0: serious, minimal it snarky. was
1: action packed, it was a character drama. We didn't have to spend all that time developing everybody's backstory. Nobody had to sit there and explain, oh, this guy was frozen and blah, blah, blah. And this guy had shrapnel in his heart and whatever because we had those movies. But we get a sense of their character in moments right before they go into this. And I almost feel like you could watch the Avengers without all of that backstory and get a sense of their personality and the kind of things that they have to overcome as people and how to function as a team. So the thing being... Uh they're quippy. Yeah. Everything you know, and that's the that's the humor. Like it, everything they say is smart, even when it's being smart mouthed. Right. And that became a theme in the MCU, and it is unfortunately permeated into the Star Wars movies. It's in everything that uh that Disney owns now. And uh it got it went way over the top in Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians was such a such a smash surprise hit that I think that the idea, I think that Taika Waititi threw a lot of his personality into Ragnarok, but I think everybody said, hey, that, that other, that Guardians did really, really well, so this is the next major outing. Let's Let's do something along the lines. And that's why there's the, like, kind of crazy electronic music 70s feel which i think that you can always do with the
0: whole well the don't forget who did the you know who did the music for that right uh was it mark mothersburg mark mothersburg yes sir founder of devo he did all the music for the rugrats and it yeah. was it was just perfect video game 70s uh-huh. psychedelic uh edm and it it definitely drove the story it was definitely one of those things that the the movie definitely wouldn't have been what it was had the soundtrack not been so epic, just like, uh, blade. Oh yeah. Or, or, uh, or, uh...
1: <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good, good moments. I yeah. mean, that's
1: the thing. I'm not going to say I don't like that movie. I love that movie. I would rather it have been in the end my complaint being that I want to be able to take Captain America seriously I want to be able to take Thor seriously, but I wondered how they were, I remember 2009 going, how are they going to pull this off? Thor, he's a God. Yeah. Like, how are they going to make this work? And then I went to see it and I was like, yes, this is incredible. I am so glad. And I would have, I wouldn't like, you know that I was, I had the opportunity to work on it and, and didn't pass the interview. So like, I don't, I, I didn't know what I was going to go see. And I would have loved to have been able to tell everybody, this is going to really click. You're going to like it. But uh, to take something that we could take seriously and suddenly make it just so goofy, really, I don't know, man. I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but at the same time, I was like, man, that's just not what I want out of Thor. Uh, But then we got way more serious than I think we could handle with Thor in uh, in Infinity War and Endgame. Right. Um, except it's really hard to take him seriously now. And, uh, then the whole business of like, after having read this back to back planet Hulk and world war Hulk, I'm looking at it and just going the spec, the, you know, you could have spent the first half of that movie. You could have launched Hulk into space after some craziness at right. the end of Ultron. Cause they never showed it. <laughs> Exactly. They, they, like, how the hell did he get there? I just, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, it's y- they could have, they could have done it. They could have been <laughs> like, hey, yeah, well, something that Ultron and blah blah blah, and he's gonna go up there, and there's a wormhole, and we don't know anything about. Or it could have been the, an accident by the Guardians. I don't give a shit. There's an opportunity there to tie in stuff that pre-exists. If there's a cloaked Cree or Skrull ship floating around for 15, 20 years, there can be a wormhole. Uh, if you're going to get that wacky. And then, like, you know, we could have got into car. We could have had, like, a a real gladiator Hulk thing that could have got very psychological with Bruce trying to come out of his head. And we could have done all of this with Mark Ruffalo. We wouldn't have to have done this with uh, Ed Norton. And then we could have got insane having him come back to Earth with the war bound, right? Who we would have been rooting for by that point—that's
0: that's, that's a, something that's gonna be a big point later. That really chaps my ass. Oh
1: yeah, I have gone on long yeah. enough, man. Hit now, me up with your ideas. Now,
0: okay, so uh, we find ourselves with uh, just to wrap that up with a dilemma: Is it really a mm-hmm. missed opportunity? Taika Waititi knocked it out of the park. That was—it's literally my favorite. It's literally my favorite, yeah, mar- it's it's literally really... my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, number two: If he hadn't hit it out of the park, uh, was there some like? Uh, bureaucratic asshole at Disney was like, like, uh, no, no, we we don't want to. The Hulk movies are statistically, you know, non profitable. We want to make a billion dollars, not five hundred million dollars. And then so they were able to get a little bit of the Hulk mixed into Thor after a lot of love and grace by some great writers. So I have an answer to that. Kind of a moot point. Uh, what is it?
1: That it only matters in Prince and Anne's. When you spend however much of your budget on making the movie, paying your actors, paying the crew, finishing the movie, special effects, and uh, uh, post-production after effects, you're going to spend another full half of your budget on prints and ads. And it all matters on how you market that thing. And there is,
0: like, was, was, wasn't was there an animated Planet Hulk? Uh, yes. Yes, there was. But it, Dude, was, it wasn't... I, it wasn't as hard hitting like this. It was. It was. It, I don't want to say it was a handbar well, version. they're going to market
1: that to. You got to think about your age groups, okay? Your comic books were marketed to teens and twenty somethings and people who have always liked the Hulk, so they could do what they wanted to. There's no comics code authority. If you're going to do a cartoon, you're going to have people trying to show this to their kids because it's a cartoon, right? Who know what they're getting into because they like the comics, and then the other ones who are just People who are shopping at Walmart who are like, "Oh yeah, it's the Hulk," and then like, but "Are you going to be t- sh- t- showing a tale of genocide, revenge, and rage hitting?" Well, you can't do that. It
0: well, can't be as hard hitting. H- well, hold on. You got to realize that like it's a flip flop with DC and Marvel. The Marvel movies, uh, live action, are infinitely better than the live action DC movies. Yet their uh, <clears throat> their animation is is lukewarm compared to how like. DC just knocks it out of the park every time they do a cartoon. Flashpoint, well, uh, killing well, joke. Well, then let me ask you. Killing this. joke is they did. Yeah, it. is killing
1: joke is Superman Red Sun is that as hard hitting as I'm contemplating?
0: I haven't seen it yet, and we should probably okay. Uh, we, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah, we but,
1: should watch those. We should totally but, watch those.
0: But now that we now we got to talk uh, now now you now that people that may not have seen or read or read what we're talking about. Uh, we got to talk about actual Planet Hulk starting in Hulk. 19, uh, from, yeah, we do need a synopsis. This was uh, this was issue ninety two from when Hulk restarted for number one in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, writer Greg Pak and we've got penciler uh, Carlo Pagulian from issue one. I've, I've got issue number one published February eighth, two thousand and six. We start at what was robbed from us in the movie. Uh, in the in Ragnarok, we see uh, you know. Uh, black widow you know being like hey where are you 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 gotta help me here but hulk finds himself in a uh, kidnapped doesn't know why he how he got there in a spaceship hurtling through the stars and when he wakes a video with what is left of the illuminati that was actually on planet when uh they made the decision tony stark um reed richards dr strange and of course black bolt and hey bud we love you but uh we appreciate you just finishing off that awesome mission we sent you on. Uh, sorry about this, but you're hurtling into space right now, and you can never come back. We don't want you here. Uh, you're too dangerous. And of course, they do the classic mistake. They think they've built a, a some sort of uh, apparatus, and that's. Uh, and I'm picking that word very carefully because you you, you can't build a an unbreakable uh cage for the Hulk. He's gonna he's gonna get matter and matter and eventually break his way out, like like some shoddy little apparatus. And he busts his way out and the the ship ends up going through uh like a wormhole and landing on planet Sakaar. Uh it does start out the way you would imagine. The the visuals are as beautiful, uh ten times more beautiful than what they were in the movie uh when you're in Sakaar. like the the floating aliens immediately getting attacked. Uh, Valkyrie is nowhere to be seen in this, uh, which, uh, <laughs> right. which, which I'm happy. I liked her in the movie. I didn't like her. I'm glad she's not in this. And and we start a story from what I was talking about earlier about how you got to challenge yourself to write a better Hulk story. Well, we that's why I brought up that list. Uh, uh, Gray Hulk, <laughs> Professor Hulk. Oh yes. Yeah, sure. Like yeah. and now we're going to challenge ourselves to write a story that we develop the Hulk from trial by fire in a place that can really actually possibly kill him. And it's in a gladiatorial style arena where, uh, you would, you would think that any other, any other environment you would, you'd be like, nah, nothing's going to hurt the Hulk like that. But like, no, he's in an alien world and he's alone and he's got most of his marbles. He's not smart like banner, but he's, he's definitely got, he's not dummy Hulk. He's not Hulk smash. He's forming, Actual sentences, and uh, he gets kidnapped and put into gladiatorial battle. And they, when they realize that uh, how good he is, they they start forming him uh, into you know the, the the trials. When they first uh, in this issue, they they send him to uh, let's see. So he's in the first battle in the arena, and so they send
1: him to gladiator school. Yeah, in the mall. Right? Gladiator
0: school in the mall. Yep, and it it just develops there, and. Uh, We see him develop a brotherhood with the gladiators that he fights. Now, one of the things that uh, if – and I hope a lot of people understand this, and I hope it translates from male to female in whatever way because I'm not not a woman, was that when you were a kid, there was like the idea that if you had a group of like your best friends and you were bound – by honor and glory <laughs> and, and you each had your own role and uh and, and you were a team not a gang you were a team and you see this story slowly build up and we we, we see uh, we see Korg and uh Korg is exactly what you think he is except without the 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 little the little jokes he's not a simpleton uh he's someone that has lived for a very long time and we see uh god what's the little one that I hate um who, Meek? Meek, and we see him as, this, as he's a he's a runt. He's a he's basically the last of his of his species, as, as we're led to believe, and uh, he's he's a runt. He's basically not anything that he should ever like. He's smaller than even the smallest has been in his in his in his bloodline and in his species, and we we go from there. Uh, from that spot, how did you feel about the development within the gladiatorial battles in the gladiatory school?
1: Well, I mean, I feel I, I like going into it and seeing that there were all of these different characters. They got they they got whittled down to the point where it was like a cross section of the type of beings who exist on that planet. You have the gray sh- former Shadow Warrior. You have the uh, you have the kind of political prisoner. The little girl that like I never really see her being that tough. She is. Uh, she is some form of nobility for the people on this planet, the pink-skinned. I can't remember if they actually have names. or Not names, but like the, the, uh, the name of their race or species. Mm. We, um, we've got a brood. We have a brood who we can look at and know from X-Men comics that this is a very tough customer. And it's a female... And there's nothing about it that says anything other than that. You're just like this is a Okay, so it's a female brood and you're not looking at it every time well, going, "Oh, that's a female brood." No, I appreciate.
0: Well, that. I I appreciate it too, but like the the odd thing about this this particular brood, it's one of the few times uh I can probably count on three fingers where there was a brood character that actually had their own sentient mind and wasn't constantly fighting the the hive mind to come back and 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 uh, rejoin the hive, and you know, because she was a she was one of the species of the brood that was um, gladiatorial. They, they, they were not gladiatorial. They, like she was the assassins. They were the they were the warriors, as opposed like oh, okay. they, they break down the caste system. Uh, well, no, oh, no, they did that in X Men. The latest X Men I was reading, so I knew a little bit more because um, you don't read it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like I appreciate the
1: cross section and getting an idea of where all of these characters come from. And you start to realize the act. It's like this is a very lively hardship. Like when you get into Cosmic Marvel stuff and you're reading about like Ronan the Accuser being exiled somewhere or Kalark, not Kalark, Kalert the Super Skrull being, you know, cast aside from Skrull Society. And all, all the time, these characters are all in these hard, scrabble, messy, dirty, sweaty little. Shithole worlds, uh, and that really seems to be like the only reason anyone goes to this planet is because there's breathable air, and there's no decent resources. This is just a place where people can actually set down, and then they get stuck there. You know, like every planet in Cosmic Marvel seems like that. You rarely get to go to a nice like Novacore planet from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And uh... where there's water and stuff and so it's like really harsh realities for all of these people out there this planet is even worse than that because they've all suffered from an an invasive species called the spikes and uh it's just it's a it's just a horrible place so they they get sent to this gladiator combat school and they've all got those obedience discs on them Correct. That are controlled by their like gladiator school leader. Uh, well, and the situation gets difficult because some of these characters, it's like they all have a prejudice. They all hate somebody else. They all hate that guy because that guy's people messed with my life and ruined my village, or ruined my people, or ruined my family specifically. And so there's this constant thing that they have to get over, and it persists past the big win at the end of the story, too. Agreed. And uh, But we'll get into that.
0: Agreed. Now, uh, uh, one of the things that is the the linchpin of this is not just developing the Hulk, but all these characters, just like you said, they hate, but they're also a bunch of vagabonds. They're wayward. Are they uh and they 've lost everything and you're you're right they 're on a planet that gives any no sort of natural resources, but as they 're fighting their way through these battles these 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 uh w w e style um but death included uh uh <laughs> gladiator battles is that the further they go, the more and more they get respected and the more and more they're given food and more opportunity but that's they don't want it they're, they' they like it like it it appealed to me was because like uh, I, I didn't grow up poor, but we certainly didn't have, like, uh, I, I was never without, not in the least bit, like, I, my dad was really great, and so was my mom, but at the same time, though, growing up on military bases with officer kids and my mom, my dad was an enlisted thing, like, I didn't like hanging out with officer kids, I fucking hated them, I wanted nothing to do with them, because they were, like, that, there was, that was stuff that wasn't, for, that wasn't us, like, I had a, there was a, a line in the sand, and I didn't want anything to do with that. And these gladiators want nothing to do with it either. And as the story progresses, you see you see them grow. And we've got... I'm pulling up the list of their names here because they they form, and this is something that spoke to me as well, is the, the war-bound um, pact. When they realize that they're not only stuck together, but they want to be together, and the Hulk is still constantly reluctantly, like, no, I don't want to, but then he does... He puts his hand in, uh, and the the, yeah. the the fist bump. Warbound, and as the story progresses, uh, every now and then someone like Meek evolves throughout this story from the smallest to uh, a more medium size, and the only male left. <laughs> uh, and am I right about that was it the only male left, or no? It, he was one of the only kings left. He he like mutated.
1: Yeah, it turned out he had a degree of nobility yeah. in his yeah. genome somehow
0: and uh they, they they progress and anytime one of them is having a, a problem with what's going on they they constantly mention hey we're warbound and like yeah you're right okay like we'll figure this out together and you see the whole constantly struggle with that and i'm i'm bringing up let me know what you're thinking about that while i bring up the list of the uh of the exact names of the warbound because i want to make sure i get them right Let's yeah see. i mean
1: i did i agree i when Meek actually... You're, you, you watch Ragnarok and he has no lines. And he's just yeah. got like knives attached to his wrists or whatever. He's a bug-eyed, insectoid creature with four, four arms and two legs. And his speech is broken up by little ticks and stuff like that. So I wondered for a second if he's the same uh, species as Bug from guardians of the galaxy from the dan abnett and Andy lanning okay. actually that's something i want to look up it's not something i remembered to double check but uh it's this whole business of like he's not insectoid like the brood is obviously insectoid uh kind of like a xenomorph in right. uh, aliens but at the same time you're like okay i can buy that he's an insect and whatever
0: I'm actually the, scrolling
1: the, through some material too trying to find out yeah
0: <coughs> uh, okay one. so meeks meeks uh let's see what we we got him classified as meek the unhived uh affiliation warbound, yeah. ba- base of operation Sakara, later earth uh Sakaar native they don't they don't bring up his actual genome whatever you want to call it, and then there's no name which was the name of the or our brood. Uh, Yeah, the
1: name of the brood. Yeah, they don't have names at all. That's awesome.
0: Of course, we have Korg. Korg, Um, yeah. See, that's the beauty of it.
1: Now, I want to go back and talk to you about about Korg. When you go back and you watch...
0: Sorry? He's he's Cronin.
1: Right. So when you go back to the first issues of Thor, or Journey into Mystery with Thor, uh, those are some of the first beings that he fights. The stone men who invade Earth... And he fights them and, like, breaks them with Mjolnir. So that's even recounted. It's a Mm. recollection by Korg (laughs) going back that far. And uh, that his people are well aware of Thor. Correct. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, so this green skin is from Earth. And we thought all of these people from Earth were these, you know, super gods with, um, with Mjolnir. But it turned out he was just one. And so we, but we never went back because of that, it. And that, that flashback that was, was great. That flashback that was, was great. Really in the, cool in, in
0: the old in the old Kirby style.
1: Yeah, it was Kirby. It was totally Kirby. Um, and then like, and then so when you watch uh, Thor, the Dark World at the beginning, when Thor is introduced in the movie, they're fighting on one of the other worlds. The Marauder champion that he fights and beats is a Stone Man. Right. So. Hey, check that out too, guys. The,
0: the one character, uh, before I forget, uh, there is no uh, collector in this. Uh, the collector right. is not in this at all. Uh, the, the king is the Red King. He's the absolute worst despot you can think of. And we, if you're going to, like how can you pick Meek as comic relief and not bring any, in any way Hiram the Oldstrung, who we are introduced as Hiram the Shamed, and his, yeah. his backstory was fascinating where he was basically his species, like they, they picked him to be like the most pure of the pure to eventually become like uh, the equivalent of like a, the Pope or Bishop in, in, in some holy way. And when he's given his final trial, when they, uh, when they test him and they get into his mind, cause they're empaths that they realize that his his shame his uh his actual real why they called him the shamed is because he's supposed to be pious and give himself up to a higher power and when they realize that he kind of wants to be a higher power and they expel him and they name him his final name Hiram the shamed that they know him by and eventually uh he becomes the one that actually really gets into he was the first one that saw banner wasn't he
1: um i can't no. remember but yeah no I no I, I wouldn't say no no
0: banner was she no the first time we see banner in this entire story was near the end of planet hulk when he was eventually about to bed his uh, new wife who was um uh, uh Kaera, the old strong and mm-hmm. she she <clears throat> in the softest way which i really like because how many girlfriends have you ever had that constantly demand like tell me everything like we just met two weeks ago. I want to know everything about you and why are you holding back? Like she waited, like she eased it out of him. There's something you're not showing me. And then eventually she bannered.
1: Well, I mean, they were antagonists. <laughs> right. For a long time. But,
0: but she became, but yeah, than... no,
1: when they finally did get together in the end, it's just one of these things where it's like, I don't, I mean, I, she was just kind of shocked that he was like, no, I'll take you as a queen. I don't think that yeah. was something that she was really considering, and I really love the way that she, the, the, the penciling, the illustrated interpretation of her, like, demurring a little bit, you know? Just, oh, okay, yeah, that's, I'm not going to say no to that, that's awesome. You know, then, just a really good expression there. It's well within her to be that character, because I don't think that she perceived her life as anything except being the shadow of the Emperor until, that, until they actually won, you know?
0: Which was something that was a difficult, uh, a difficult thing to achieve. And before we get to that, uh, last character that really stuck with him as Warbound was Mung. And he was kind of a, another alien species, but like never really was anything that special. Uh, kind of like more like the, the muscle that they didn't really ever develop. Uh, but he he definitely served his purpose. So, uh, kick us off uh, from your favorite or your first memory when we bring up. Okay, so they're done with fighting, and they're they're deciding to lead the rebellion.
1: To lead the rebellion? Yes. Oh well, I mean, you know, every the thing is they escaped, and they you know they keep every place that the emperor or his subjects put them. They're calling them monsters, and they're throwing them out, you know, into this bad situation, and they constantly survive it, and that has so much to do with the Hulk. And then they end up, like, out in the wilds, and they have to fight warbots. Nothing about that is really explained, like, why these things exist, but there's this kind of, like, techno-anarchic uh there's machines that are wild robots running around in in the wild, and they they they. I I see what attack, you mean. Yeah, like they what one of the one of the key components when they when the peace comes is that they're like we have savaged all of these people and greased our gears with their guts basically, and I'm like I guess if that's the only thing you need, then no wonder you keep going after
0: people, but um, well the so the story just. The, it, it progressed from starting the revolution, uh, yeah. re- reluctantly, and then eventually encountering all these people that they would either fight and befriend or destroy completely without prejudice. And eventually, they they overcome, and we've got a knockdown drag out with the the, the red king. Um, but that's the whole the whole business of it is like it's a fully realized
1: story arc, and. All of these different subsets of culture are fully three-dimensional. There are good guys and bad guys in each group. There are um, there are civilians and war fighters in each group. And there are weak and strong in each group. Every part of that is depicted everywhere. This is some of the best fully fleshed out material you're gonna get in comics
0: i agree and one of the best parts about it was the fight scenes weren't these mindless eight ten page fight scenes where you can barely tell what's happening uh it it, right. it all it did was push the story to to bring the war bound closer and closer together and build like you honestly feel like you're a part of them when you're when you're reading this like like I, I find myself thinking, like, man, Hulk, I would have done this for you. Like, in this in this battle here, like, I would have been useful for here. And and then and then, of course, while this is going on, we see the evolution of Meek. And yeah, when we need when we find that royalty in him, and he's ready to start breeding, and uh, his entire uh, race is completely wiped out. And that that hurt. Like, I didn't think I cared that much about him, and I, I still go back and forth about him, but. Watching his race get wiped out uh, the the other girl that you were talking about the the political prisoner um, I, I always forget about her man
1: uh, she's the one that I least found interesting yeah Eloi, uh,
0: Eloi Kaifi Kaifi
1: something like that in like focusing on her for a second, she doesn't do anything, she doesn't have any special powers. Uh, she causes problems later on that I feel like she should have got past. Because I feel like she would have learned by the end of the story. And then she still makes it to Earth. And I'm just like, why? Why are you here except that you're war bound? So if you care about that, then why are you willing to fight Meek later? Or fight Meek before that business? And I'm getting ahead of myself in that. Right. Like, everybody's got something. Even she's got something. But at least they didn't go, okay, well, she's a woman, so she's the weakest character. No, because no name of the brood is fully capable. And we even, even after the big win, we see this brood monster bug looking after children in safety yeah. and comfort. And the, Like, and not even its own children. Yeah, the brood. And I'm like, like at that part was
0: very inspiring for me. Yeah, and 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 um uh, it it just it just shows the development of these guys. But we got to pause for just a second because we've been talking about the development of everyone except the Hulk. Let's say let's say point A was the rage that he experienced when he was falling through uh, the portal to get his car, which is described as a portal that finds wayward, like I don't want to say mystical creatures, but more like legendary, uh, legendary creatures. It draws these people to this this world, this harsh reality uh for some particular reason in particular like we uh actually before we talk about the Hulk we got to talk about Silver Surfer
1: oh I forget yeah like that's such a short thing and it 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 bewilders me because I remember when this story came out there was a big Thing. Oh, yeah, like the Silver Surfer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't, yeah, we talked about it. We're like, yeah, I don't remember him he being in a title at that moment. Yeah. And so this is his last appearance before the Annihilation books begin. Uh, so I'm kind of feeling really good about having read this and then going right into that because he wasn't in anything consistent. Like, you and I asked the question how did he even get there? Correct. And they're kind of, the answer to that is, I find it to be totally lacking. It's a kid's story. Lacking. It's a
0: kid's quick fix on a story. In a, yeah. On a story. Well, he. Like, it begs the question. Like, there needs to be an issue
1: in Silver Surfer where he, where he explains how he got drawn to this place. And the reasoning is just completely blah. It's just like, oh, this is a planet for lost souls or whatever. Yeah. And so he was drawn there, like cosmically or spiritually i'm not going to put it past marvel comics to do that but it just begs more so the thing being when when right after this came out everybody was very hot for the uh green scar hero click and then the savage surfer was another one people were looking for and the sculpt was very particular and i remember seeing it in singles cases In, like, double-digit prices and stuff like that. I eventually got one for, I don't know, a lot cheaper many, many years later. And it's a good click. But, like, he's hardly there. And that was the crazy thing. Like, I can't believe the power of the control disc. That's one of my
0: biggest gripes about this, that the control disc... about that. The control disc actually Mm. had the Silver Surfer uh, in control, like... None of these guys have cosmic powers. It's a, it's a warrior planet. like the, the, the electric shocks that it's given to the to the tired silver surfer that fell through that wormhole that they get it on him so quick and he, he can't just use infinite cosmic galactus given power to get that goddamn thing off of him. That made no sense. I did like how the fight between Silver Surfer and Hulk uh, developed the Hulk even even stronger. Because when we're talking about when he gets there, he's just pure, you know, he's pure rage. And as he starts meeting people he doesn't want to talk to, give me, leave me alone, I don't want to be here. And he just can't get away from these guys. And then I like the underlying theme that I don't think he would have. I'm sorry, you don't think he would have what? I don't think he would have gone away from them. I think, like, he. he, Oh, no. Of course. He had the luxury that they wanted him around the entire time, that he could be like, no, I don't want to.
1: Yeah, I think
0: that the silver. I'm sorry, I stepped away to get some water. Yeah. No, the the, the Silver Surfer that like it definitely helped propel the story, uh, but only after they had their fight and yeah. the the fight wasn't this epic twenty page thing. Uh, you, you could see them growing, and you could see what the it was just more of a the the development. Like I, I feel like there was a humbleness that needed to be established in the Surfer. And he, he definitely got that on Planet Sakaar. Uh, they got the disc off him after the Hulk whooped his ass, which was kind of a weird thing to me. Uh, even with muted cosmic powers, the Hulk got angry enough to, to fight that. Um, there's there's some storylines going on right now where they're, they even flat out showed that the Hulk was going to be uh, the future equivalent of Galen, uh, the only thing that can go into the next uh, uh, next incantation of the universe. And... You know, Silver Surfer thanks him, takes off, and uh, we get to a point where we got to talk about, you know, we we've been dancing around it for a while, talking about the development of all the, his his buddies and his partners in crime, his his brother, his his brotherhood, and uh, let's just take a quick break and we'll blend into talking about the Hulk, all right? Okay, so now that we're back, I feel like there's like four different points in this story in terms of the development of the Hulk. And from being the rage-filled creature, point A, that lands in Planet Sakar. Point Point B, when he is <clears throat> thrust into these battles. Point C, sure, sure. which is why I want to talk to you from point A to point C right now, is from when he finds himself the reluctant leader of a rebellion. And finding himself in probably, in all the Hulk stories I've ever read, I, I can't remember a time... Where it wasn't like you, Hulk friend, uh, enemy of Hulk, uh, enemy of uh enemy, of Hulk's enemy, my friend. Like I, I really feel like this is one of the first times where he finally started feeling comfortable enough to entertain the idea that these guys are on the level and that they're they're on my side and are not going to betray me. How do you, how do you feel from point A to point C in that in that case?
1: I think that's probably accurate because everybody was calling them monsters collectively. And he was in and of himself a, a solo operator, but here he is lumped in with these guys and they are you get meek constantly telling him, you know, "Oh, you did it. You saved me. You're you're so big and you're powerful and all of that stuff over and over again." Uh, to the, you know, you're going to hear that again and again. You're going to eventually start to believe it. Um, no, depending on the kind of person you are and the Hulk isn't a powerful thinker. So it's not like he's going to, well, oh, you know, this guy's just trying to use me or whatever, even though he wants to be left alone, even though he doesn't believe it. But, uh, <clears throat> I think that the development goes into this idea that, I feel like... I just feel like it's a different Hulk. We talked about... uh, Earlier, we talked about the Green Scar being a different Hulk altogether. And, like, that the planet has something to do with that. But I also feel like... We get into that one issue where... It was very odd that Meek saw Banner when the Hulk fell asleep. And yet it was banner's dream of meek seeing him though it was taken from meek's perspective so what what i get to is like okay you have a dream right Correct. and you wake up or you shift or you turn over or something and you go you fall back into into that same dream i wonder if it's like
0: that with the hulk where you mean like if the hulk, the Hulk dreams the, of Banner and Banner dreams no,
1: of the Hulk? No. Yeah, but no. I mean, like, I wonder if the Hulk is the Hulk. And then he stops being the Hulk and then he comes back. And it's like, it's a different Hulk every time. Because even though you're dreaming of the same thing, it's slightly different. You know? Uh, and, and the dreams are very abstract. It's very difficult to put your finger on this. It's such a hazy thing. Um... So, in the what what it comes down to is the question of whether or not the Hulk actually did turn into Banner, uh, or if that was in the dream. And coming back to it is is he a different Hulk every time he come every time he turns into Banner and comes back? And uh, I guess he can't be.
0: I would say I would say yes and no. Yes, if we're talking about every incantation of the Hulk. But no within each individual caps, uh, uh, um, capsulized, uh, idea of, or storyline of the Hulk. Like, no, they, like, within it. But this one I felt like had more development because we saw him go from anger to leading a revolution to these fantastic feats of strength that, I mean, like, we've seen him do some amazing things before, but, like, him fighting off the, What is it the thorns? No, I, I keep, um, the spikes. The spikes. And, and holding him off long enough and do, and even doing his best to protect Meek's, uh, what, what's left of, of Meek's, uh, uh, species. Like, yeah, they want him to, like, they want a little bit of, uh, him to open up and be like, yeah, let's, you know, let's break bread or something on whatever level I'm talking about there. But it, it comes out when it really matters. When you're about to die. <laughs> and, yeah. And nothing's going to save you. And and then Hulk destroys this awesome void creature or defeats the Silver Surfer or fights off the spikes long enough or puts out this gigantic fire that you would never think. And, God, I, like, just the more I think about it, the more I'm getting more convoluted about it in my head, and I apologize.
1: No, I think I, I dig what you're saying. What it What it turns into, ultimately, I feel like, is that At a certain point, the Hulk starts to realize that they're all outcasts and they all do have a direction. He spent enough time with them. It's not some wacky thing where they're physically or mentally bound to one another and they have to stick together. He could at any given moment just jump away and go do his own thing. Correct. But he sticks with them. For no other reason that he would have been hounded and hunted by himself. And they would have been hounded and hunted to their deaths. So, somehow or another, yeah, he ultimately ends up uh, falling in with them. Period. And he's well respected. And I guess that's the difference is that the treatment he's getting from these guys, the Warbound, is so different from... That of any other team he's ever been on, but they're
0: still scared of him, though. <laughs> they're still scared of they him. They have to be. Everyone always has to be afraid of the Hulk. They, 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 they have to be. But that is going to bring us to point C, where the Hulk is. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute because we got to talk about the, So there's a, a wonderful ending. Uh, they defeat uh, after this great knockdown drag out with the Red King. I mean, like this was an, an amazing battle. I like. Like I said, there's a lot of Hulk comics where it's just you're like, okay, that's pointless, don't care, punch, 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 Hulk, smash. That that fight with the Red Queen was exquisitely drawn. And we we get we get to the end, uh, supposedly the end, and I, I, I wish I could have been reading it when it came out because I would have been so relieved. I, I, I would have given it, I've had at least a week of relief that the Hulk is at peace. <laughs> he yeah. defeated all these assholes. Uh, he doesn't want. I know, dude. He, he just like you said. He wants a queen, and she was like, "You got it." And
1: well, I think that the option was thrown on the table that they would co-rule, and he was like, "No, I'm going to do it this way,"
0: because well, I agree. then I agree,
1: everyone would respect her on that level as they,
0: royalty. Well, they already respected her, but the fact that she got the Hulk to lay with her and become Banner, she's got a child, uh, which is unheard of and we've we've got a moment of peace we just like you said we see no name uh uh playing and frolicking and and and, uh protecting the kids when they're when they're playing we we see everyone learning learning their (laughs) learning their roles like okay you go over there you need to make peace with these assholes over there let them know that this is our rule now and that we're no longer fighting and if they've got a problem with it Settle them down, and then and then we'll have some more peace talks. We'll is get to that. not this the stuff that you
1: kind of got irritated with with the Walking Dead way back? Like nothing is happening anymore. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Everything's all no, right.
0: No, no, It's it's not that. It's <laughs> not. It's not that. I. It's not that. Well, I can see your point. <laughs> not, so, yeah, I'm gross. not mailing you on that. I'm just saying. No, like, no, no. I get it. And, and I'm. I'm I'm so glad you brought that point up. I'm so fucking glad you brought that point up. Because I was so immersed in the story that the writer in me, the the uh, pessimistic uh, um, I can see things coming was asleep and the, the, the person that thoroughly enjoys comics without being like, oh god, that was a terrible piece of dialogue or oh, obviously this is going to happen. That guy was... Uh, he was thoroughly... Euthanized, And I was just so relieved as, as a, a pure comic lover and reader in, in the form, genre, artwork, uh, you name it. And then tell us what happens.
1: <laughs> well, that was the thing that I get. I mean, like when you get down to that, it's, it's, it's a twofer. Uh, it's a and double you swerve. you get down to it and it's called Anni- or like Annihilation or something like that, part one. And you're like, hey, everything's great. Everything's great and in the last frame. It's like the bomb goes off. And uh, they're dealing with it for the entire next issue. So yeah, that's the thing is like, it, it's not a complaint, but the, the point that I'm kind of bringing up is this idea that sometimes that everything's OK and there's an undercurrent of concern going on, thing only lasts it'll last for issues and issues in some books, but not this book. Uh, This just keeps the pace going. And I think that's the thing, because the Hulk can always be about smashing, but I think its readers, no matter who they are, can always appreciate the psychological study of the character of the Hulk and the duality of the character with Bruce Banner. Um, And then it's this whole business of like... uh,
0: Well, it's leading us to point C. I mean, Sorry, D. Yeah. It's, it's leading us to point D. So we've got this moment of peace. I'm just so enthralled, looking forward to maybe 12 more issues of, of whatever they're going to do on Sakaar. I want to know what they're going to do with all these uh, rival tribes. Maybe something uh, cosmic might show up or a, a celestial. I don't care. This is so much fun. And then, of course, uh, the kids are playing in the the ship that got uh, Hulk to Sakaar, and it all of a sudden the warp drive activates, and they've got seconds to realize that uh, this thing is going to be a global catastrophe. And almost everyone's wiped out, except uh, the Hulk was able to save the warbound. He was unable to save his, his new wife and the child inside of her. And we get to the idea that, you know they, they they board that one ship they had uh, they, they they saved the spikes uh, and you get to that point okay you yes you, you as, a, as someone that's had a lot of failed relationships and a lot of amazing great relationships that are still going on is that idea when someone hurts you okay I, or you you're you're hurt for a while and you know what? I made the best out of everything and I, you know, lemon lemon lemonade out of lemons or whatever you want whatever metaphor you want to use. But now not only did you do that to me, but now you destroyed everything I built after it and you're fucked. And <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. Like like that's it. Like I'm going to kill it like like uh, you you think about those gangster movies. I want his I want him dead. I want his wife dead. I oh, want his yeah, family sure. dead. I want his cat and his goldfish <laughs> dead. Like like we're we're headed to Earth and Warbound was like Warbound. Let's do it. They we went through all of that and they stole it from us. And we get to that exactly. point exactly. They yeah. stole it from us. Like like this hidden like it pisses me off just thinking about it because I was right with them. And even though I knew better, I was still so en- en- engrossed in the story. Even though I know better because I've read so many, like you know, it's twenty twenty now. I know what really happened, but I was still mad. And they're, they're on the way there, and the Hulk isn't inside with them. He's on the helm of the ship outside, yeah, right? Destroying anything the least bit organic that that threatens the 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 ship. Now we've got a problem uh, because. Uh, Warbound is like okay we've been scared of him before but now we're going we got to worry that like you know like when when you you're you're, you're a henchman and your your boss is constantly off in your buddies but you you're you're still in his good graces <laughs> um yeah sure yeah and uh they're worried but her, uh, here I am, the shamed now the old strong takes yep, yep. takes takes him into his chamber risks his life and teaches him to meditate. Like, show me what you want. Show me, show me the drive. Show me what's really inside. And, and then we see Banner. And then when, when he he saw glimpses into the Hulk, but when he saw the anger in Banner, <laughs> and he, like he, he basically uh, from the meditative uh, I don't know sessions they had. When he leaves and is like, "Are we? Should we still be scared?" He's like, "No, no, don't be scared." Uh, they should be scared, and I know something. Like he kind of had that glimpse of that. I know something you don't know. Like the the big guy is scary, but the the little one, <laughs> the little one is matter. And um, so that brings us to point D. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, Earth is detecting that a big ship is coming, and we've got uh, people like uh, the first appearances of um, God i'm um, i'm spacing what, on his the shield name. characters or whom no we've got uh we've got a uh, shield that is uh still kind of reeling from the idea uh jen walters is pissed because she found out what they did to banner and we've got a uh, god totally awesome hulk why am i spacing on his name right now
1: but amadeus cho
0: amadeus cho and he is he knows that hulk's on his way and he's got to help and we get the the big aha moment and this is one of my favorite pieces of artwork by John Romita Jr was that cuz he's 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 laid it out they've all seen the video of their enemies doctor strange black bolt tony mm-hmm. stark iron man fantastic fours uh, mr fantastic these are our enemies and before they get to they get to earth uh, he shows up uh inhumans completely caught off guard and Medusa's like, you know, Black Bolt unleashes and Hulk's like, you know, he's got that green scar power now, something further than what we've seen before. And he's like, you know, you know, I didn't hear to I didn't come here to hear you whisper. I came to hear you scream. And that yes. splash page of like, like was terrifying. Like if that was approaching me, I would just, <laughs> all right, I'm dead. And, uh, you know, we get the transmission Black Bolt out of, out of commission I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I remember reading
1: that when it happened and being very disappointed. Because in that time, I was heavily picking up vintage Inhumans works. And Black Bolt was one of my favorite characters. If not my favorite guy. Just, the Inhumans were my thing.
0: Did they interrupt a story? Did they interrupt a good story to, to bring in Planet Hulk? Or was Jay Jay Lee's Inhumans kind of done?
1: That had all come and gone. Um, Everything had come and gone. There wasn't like a consistent Inhumans book. That's what I liked about the Inhumans is that as a a team and as characters, they are their best when they are not consistently going. When somebody comes along and does a cool Inhuman story, there you have it. You need... You need a ten-episode season. You don't need a twenty-four-episode season, and blah blah blah. You know, so, you just need a short so, thing.
0: So you're saying so, you're you're hooked on all these amazing, quick, maybe six, maybe twelve Inhuman stories that are coming out every now and then. You're collecting them, and all of a sudden you get an all of a sudden Inhumans are in main continuity, and it's a quick ass whooping. Well, no, I mean
1: they were already popping in and out. For whatever reason uh, that was my thing was like going and trying to find back issues that had inhuman characters in them and uh if i could find a collection that's what i, would. I was like oh i'll get this this has like five issues that have inhumans in it and then maybe i'll be more interested in whatever this title is but um <clears throat> yeah that was the disappointing thing was knowing how powerful black bolt was and Get him getting savaged by the Hulk so fast, being the first guy to get nailed by the Hulk when he got back to Earth. Only because, well, I thought initially because, oh, well, he's going to land on the moon first and take this guy out. Well, there was that. But at the same time, it seemed to me the guy doesn't get to speak, so he's not going to get to be apologetic. You take out Black Bolt as fast as you can so that you don't have to force yourself as a writer to write his motivations and find some way to express them. Uh, yeah, so you can leave that to read and
0: <laughs> Doctor Strange and such. I would imagine he's such a challenging character to write for because you got to ha- have so many other people speak for him and mm. uh, you have to be so emotive in in his expressions and also you can't just have that cop-out where he's just staring and not saying anything and then you get to read all his thoughts you gotta he, he's such a challenging character to me
1: i mean the best that i've ever seen that done was with uh, snake eyes in issue 155 of marvel's gi joe uh where a guy from vietnam's kid is thinking about joining the military and because snake eyes served with his dad. He's saying, like, hey, what do you think about this? And Snake Eyes in long form handwrites out this entire letter to him that is expressed through every panel in the issue. And that's the best that I've ever seen a character who character who is classified as mute being able to express themselves. Um That's kinda odd. Uh, but like, yeah, no, that was it was a big moment for me to see Black Bolt get taken down so hard. And then not too many years later to see the whole business with Thanos when Adalon was floating over New York City to see Black Bolt fighting Thanos and essentially be able to sacrifice himself to defeat Thanos. I felt like that redeemed him and his capability. It was definitely a wrestling moment to watch your favorite guy get pinned or beat up instead of like default out by DQ, but then a few years later see him come back and fight as hard as he could and actually get somewhere against someone who I would quantify as worse. So Ooh. that was kind of that
0: was kind of a big deal to me. All right, <laughs> so we're we're on our way to Earth and uh, everyone's picking up that satellites are going out. All yeah. Everything that is going to defend us from anything coming is going out. And uh, one of those uh, robot guys that you were talking about earlier uh, was uh, the, the the pilot of the ship. And Hulk... Archie. <laughs> yeah. A Hulk, holographic image, middle of uh, Times Square. I'm coming. Oh, I know. Yeah. Leave. Um, I'm looking for these guys. And uh, this is where it's going to happen you've got 24 hours (laughs) and we've got all of our avengers-esque superheroes doing everything they can to shuttle everyone out and they pull off a magnificent feat to pull everyone out except for the crazies that are siding with the hulk the ones that were there uh during uh what what battle was it that um that kid his his dad died um god i can't remember what what fight that was it wasn't was it civil war uh, it, it had to have been one of those big ones like Civil War, where, like, Are his you talking dad... about Black Goliath? No, that black kid, his dad died. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah, no, because when I started reading, I went from Incredible Hulk 105 to 106, and then 107, and then I was like, oh yeah, I'm not reading the main line, because I remember it being drawn by John Romita Jr., so I read that. It was, um, Foster, I can't remember, it was Black Goliath got killed when Reed Richards cloned Thor, and they sent him in to fight. Well, that black kid that you're talking about is his nephew. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's yeah. pissed, and he wants to see the Hulk come down and wreck the planet. And then there's all those other wacky people. Like, it's kind of crazy, because even, when, even in one of the, like, uh, uh, Hulk issue 100... Despite the fact that it wasn't an actual issue 100, if they renumbered it starting in 1999, as you mentioned, they managed to make a 100 issue out of it and incorporate the trial of the Hulk. So I flipped through that, and this is like the vintage early 80s, late 70s. I can't remember. I don't know what time period it was. And you got all these hippies (laughs) who who were protesting like they were Hulk fans. And they not protesting him being in prison. Well, that simultaneously... It's just kind of funny that that happened, that I read that in the same week. Because the other night, I lay down and I watched uh, Dirty Harry Maximum Force, the second movie. And it starts in San Francisco with a popular protest against uh, a union boss, who was probably a mob boss um getting off scot-free in court and then i watched a commentary thing about that and how politically charged people felt that movie was and it's just i was like man it was such a different time period we have all of these protests we did until we had the virus and i bet we have protests coming up in earnest if we don't get back to work soon but like We had so many protests going on in the 70s and in in the early 80s. And that's when the Hulk was really hitting. And something about there being like peacenik Hulk fans seems... (laughs) I'm going to say anachronistic. I don't know if that's the right way to go with it. But it just seems uh, counterintuitive that they would be peaceniks... Wanting to see a guy who beats the crap out of everything and smashes as their hero, but it's because he's not part of the system. So, dude, I mean, all of that, so that the whole wackiness, like, was that something that Greg Pak, writing this, said, I want to incorporate these people like there would be Hulk fans who stuck around in New York like they did in the old days. I was like, man, what a stretch. But, like, if that's the direction he went, that's pretty badass. Because that means this is the guy that, like, loves his vintage Hulk and probably loved Hulk a long, long time. Oh, yeah. Or had read a lot of back issues. And then those people get freaking crushed later. They all get killed. They get killed. (laughs) I remember reading this book when it came out and the idea that you could evacuate New York City. This is a post-September 11th book. This was 2006, 2007. So September 11th, I was living in L.A. when I'm reading this book. And September 11th was not that long ago when this book came out. You know, we're talking five, six years. Yeah. And the idea of that level of catastrophe was still very fresh. So the idea that you would see something coming long enough to evacuate, I mean, we're getting to the point where we have hurricanes that are that bad now. And... People will still stay behind for the dumbest reasons. There's, I mean, I get it. If you can't leave, you have no means of leaving, correct? Or you have to look after people who can't leave, or something like that. But like, it just fascinated that that aspect of it really got to me. But but I yeah, I read two issues of the main continuity that were bannered into this with uh, Amadeus Cho. And Samson, Doc Samson and Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk. And
0: Angel, uh, Angel, don't forget Angel. Angel
1: was in there, yeah. And uh, seeing their perspective of the Hulk's holographic image showing up and telling everybody why he was getting ready to F that place up fierce and uh, and how he was going to do it and who needed to uh, placate themselves to him. And uh, it's fascinating because... The opportunity to submit and join the Warbound was offered to the Illuminati. Correct. But not, not until after Black Bolt was beaten to a pulp.
0: Right, and then we've got all these, like, and here's my problem, that, like, the story really just disintegrated from when he first showed up because all those stupid-ass bullshit stories that were 5 issues long came out gamma core uh the x-men oh, yeah. the x-men uh world war hulk comics hulk just shows up on the uh, uh on the x-men's front doorstep demanding to see xavier because he wants to know if he would it had been on earth at the time uh would have i think he was with the Shi'ar. uh would have voted yes and then <laughs> there there's a there's a battle like this is stupid. And then it, it just... It, my my gripe with it was it slowly broke down the War Bounds pact. It, 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 it made it into... I really think it should have been one of those things where they all should have died. And the, including the Hulk. And they should have put the Hulk in the shelf for a year. Uh, because...
1: Oh, dude. I love that kind of logic. But it's infuriating because you know they're never going to do that. Because the, after such sales... People
0: are going to be screaming for more Hulk, right? And, and then you're, you're just to you ruin can't. a story for money, and and that that I'm just so confused. I think that's why I like indie comics so much, is because if I get too big and I've got my own indie comic, we've got our own indie comic. If we when we decide no, we said no. We told our story. We made the money we want off of this. We're not going to, like... The way Bill Watterson uh, never um, mm-hmm. marketed Calvin and Hobbes, he was like, fuck no, 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 no. I made my story. And, it, okay, granted, it's Marvel. Like I can hear all you all think in your head, like, why wouldn't you want to make money off that? You, you want to make comics? Uh, you know, try to make this better. But... What happens? You got to remember what happens after a big event story is that the next month of Marvel or DC sucks until yeah. they, until they until they build until they build <laughs> something else It's not the next up.
1: Raw after WrestleMania, is it? it?
0: It is. That is the best. Uh, God, uh, the, God, damn it! Was is that perfect? It, that is so perfect, man. yeah. the the Raw after WrestleMania for everyone that doesn't watch wrestling is the best episode of Raw all year. And, uh, and it's the opposite after a big event series in, in Marvel. So, uh, well, they did it with Wolverine for kind of, like, I don't know why. I mean, there was all this other convoluted stuff. They never should have killed them off, Coated in Adamantium. God, Oh, was...
1: come on. Like, Go... they've got to just stop killing their characters off. It means nothing to kill your characters off. If you, especially if you're bringing them back, it meant something when they were like, "Oh, we're not going to get the license for X Men back from Fox." Yeah. So let's kill, let's eliminate so much X Men stuff, and let's push Inhumans to the front, which ruined the Inhumans. Put them on and the shelf. They still haven't solved any of this stuff. No. When going it with the Terrigen Mist going around the world and stuff like that. Well,
0: in the comics they did. In the comics they did. Oh, but... what
1: did they end up deciding? Did they oh. just? Uh, well Put a big fan did Tony Stark create a big fan and blow it into space?
0: No, the X-Men destroyed it. Uh, Emma Emma Frost oh, that's gross. Uh, Cyclops, they killed Cyclops and Emma Frost disguised it from everybody, including the inhumans that that Scott was dead and had mm-hmm. mental projections of him doing what she would have wanted Scott to do. and eventually uh, during the battle, uh, it was revealed that she lost her, her concentration, or whatever you want to say about it, and everyone realized Scott was dead. Uh, oh, well, yeah. The, it, there was mm-hmm. a few people that did kind of know, and they were pissed about it, and then the Inhumans found out about it, and Emma fucking freaked out because Scott's the love of her life, and then the Tiramis done, and it was one of those things that should have been a worldwide event thing, which was why the whole thing was happening, that we can't destroy these myths because it's sacred to them. But anyway, we're we're, we're getting off topic. Yeah, um, totally digress. We're, 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 I mean, we're, we're, we're getting yeah. off topic. Uh, but I, I see what you're I see what you're saying, and I, and I hope everyone that's listening can understand why we would have gone off on that tangent. Is because those stupid those stupid fixes and or or you, you have a good story. You don't it it would have made sense to kill all the warbound and put the Hulk on the shelf for a year. Develops, but they're never
1: going to do something like that.
0: Develop yeah. someone else. Challenge yourself. You've you, you got Greg, Greg Pack to be a lifetime Hulk fan to make such an epic storyline. Have someone else that's a lifetime Inhumans fan or a lifetime... Uh, well, we've got all these new characters. Uh, Kamala Khan. I love Kamala Khan. Do something with her for, like, eight issues. I mean, like, don't... Don't make the deaths all big now, because remember, like back back since Superman died, it's like, ooh, who's gonna die this year? And I can't wait to read that. And and the, but you're before they're even dead yet, you're still like, man, I can't wait for him to come back alive. I'm like, that's stupid.
1: <laughs> like, I mean, they've killed. Every, I don't want to go. Let's get off of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I we appreciate what they did recently. The yeah. idea that Hawkeye could kill the Hulk. And then they have a big trial, and he's acquitted, and that's sparking off... Uh, what did that spark off? That was a whole thing.
0: Yeah, well, well that was, was that the... Civil War II? That was Civil War II, and then... Awesome. And, yeah. and then what it led up to was that the Hulk was actually dead, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Thanos showed up, and uh, like during that Thanos ship, no, it was a, was it Infinity? God, I'm getting confused. I don't know if it was Civil War Two. Like, there's so many that's going on that like I hate and I love. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, was it? Was <laughs> it? A, was it Original Sin? No. 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 This is
1: Way out. Well, this is well. welcomely after that. This
0: is welcomely after that. So uh, there's a big battle that demands that the Hulk die, and uh, Hawkeye puts the the. God, the arrowhead. Adamantium.
1: uh,
0: Yeah, but what it all it did was put the Hulk on the shelf for quite a long time. I want to say at least maybe eight months, maybe less, maybe six, and then that's where we got a mortal Hulk. But um, and that's 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 God like the best one. We're gonna have to do a separate one on that in a couple months when I kind of calm down. Yeah, that'll be a thing. uh, I think. I
1: think you Mm -hmm. know. We, we got to get into the whole idea of like, how are these guys? I feel like the the beauty of, of World War Hulk, you know, you brush Black Bolt out of the way because he's hard to write for. Yeah. Not a bad thing. I get it. And then you get in and he's got to take these guys down one after the other. I don't know why the war bound. It, it, it's like, it would have been interesting to see well an accidental death. Of one Warbound character after the other in this fight. But because well, you think about all of the insane crap that they've gone through.
0: You're going to really feel that. We've got the opposite when Korg uh, met, mm. met Rick Jones. Uh-huh. Remember, like, remember Rick is the first one to meet the Hulk and the first befriend the Hulk when he first happened on Earth, Meek was the first one to meet him and and befriend him uh, on Sakaar. And they have that, they have that tête-à-tête during battle and like, okay, I'm not going to kill you. You, you, you did right. And then we see the systematic takedown when, uh, the Baxter building is being destroyed and the Hulk just basically just turns him into Mr. Fantastic into a destroyed rubber band. And, uh, Dr. Strange, uh, what, uh, Help me out with Doctor Strange. I want you to okay. go on this one. I'm letting you loose on this one. Like, an hour. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that.
1: Uh, the, the thing with the Doctor Strange bit... Like, for one thing, you're, you're seeing these characters pull out all the best stops they've got. You've got Reed Richards trying to find a way to create a weapon that can uh, sizzle down the Hulk. And this... Goes back to the like the nega gamma gun that was uh, created in the uh, in those in those uh, Bronze Age issues that I was talking about a bit ago. Well, there's that, and then you see them go and try to talk to the Sentry. uh, Oh, that oh that was hard. That's a whole other deal. There's so much betrayal. Everything they do. The opportunity exists that maybe, just maybe, they can appeal to the Hulk's better nature. And, and then a betrayal happens. And it proves the point. The, the hubris of Tony Stark and Reed Richards in particular. And I'm going to cut Doctor Strange out of that. Uh, For where they are, you see these two guys that just fought and consequently won Civil War. Right. And, additionally, Tony is the uh, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D., Cap is gone. I mean, like, there's no world where, where these guys don't feel like their entire egos are on the line. And then you've got the preceding couple of uh, Incredible Hulk issues where Amadeus Cho is more or less um, kicking Reed Richards' ego in the dick.
0: (laughs) Right in the dick.
1: (laughs) So they, they have a lot to own up for. And they, you, you, you've got any moment where Jennifer Walters shows up, and she's like, "Cousin, you're not going to attack me. Come on, we need to, we need to sort this out." And he's like, "I am too angry for that to be the case." It's incredible that he went after her. That's the moment where you realize this is completely serious. And just because he sees somebody who's a friendly face or family, that doesn't mean that he's not going to not give him a good
0: wallop.ing Not in the least bit, because when uh, I mean, Cho like gathered Samson and uh uh was it uh, uh the Hercules champions, basically yeah they were yeah. the champions and uh yeah they they got thoroughly walloped and they they got so far with that story and then like chose flicking like a a, a penny or or a pebble and like that's the weak spot <laughs> <laughs> that please yeah. Please, please, please! Sorry, I I, I interrupt but you on the, that one.
1: The thing with Doctor Strange, however, is different. I don't feel like he's operating from a point of of hubris. He is operating at this time. You've got to remember, this is post Civil War, and anybody who was not signed up for the Registration Act was um still in hiding, and you still had characters who were anti-registration that were in the city streets trying to help people evacuate. Correct. Well, there was the Avengers, and then there was the Mighty Avengers. And then there was the... Mighty Avengers were in hiding.
0: But there was people that were offered amnesty as long as they reveal who they are after, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, kind of. I mean, at this point, we still have this crazy-ass thing where Peter Parker's identity is public knowledge, and then you've got... As if anybody's gonna care in this moment. But what uh, what you get down to is Doctor Strange's little group. He's got Ronin, Echo, and um, uh, he's got a what's it? What's the other one? Um, yes, and yes. he's got Iron Fist there hiding out in the Sanctum. And that's always been one of my favorite things was that he prote- he like cast a spell over the Sanctum that was. Protecting it from prying eyes, but everybody was like, "We know he's in there. We just don't know how to find yeah, him inside." That was like a the Harry Hulk Potter and the reference. Warbound almost. managed to get in there, like in particular, uh, Heroim is that his name? Yes, yes, yeah.
0: He could sense it. He could sense it. He
1: could sense it, and he was like, "I, I can, I can get through this." That's what. That's what I think is lacking here: the opportunity for the Warbound to go through these guys one after the other, and either get defeated or defeat somebody. And then, the, you know, I think the, because like I said earlier, they've already been through so much on Sakaar. Rather than they me. haven't fought super-powered, super-soldier, or super-people on Earth with a fully different power set than anything they've ever dealt with. And in the end of this thing, the one thing that I think makes Sakar and Earth different is that... This this whole World War Hulk could have gone across the entire United States. It could have gone around the world. It could have wrecked everything. But it didn't. And I think that in the end, one way or another, the that the Hulk was going to lose. Because despite the fact that you've got the Avengers and the Champions and then whatever other teams you want to throw at him, there's always more of something. And what it boils down to is... His focus was just getting back at those four guys, and correct. And what what, what you, I'm, I'm coming I'm coming to a comp, to a complete bit here. Sorry, sorry, the thing, sorry. The thing being that once he defeated them, he didn't have any need to defeat the rest of the world. But the rest of the world was still there. He hadn't wrecked Nevada. He hadn't wrecked Idaho. He hadn't wrecked Canada. The the whole full force of the rest of a complete world that hadn't been rendered useless by the Spikes and by some dippy emperor, among other things, could throw its entire weight at him. But I think they would have got up and left and gone back to space to find some other place. And so what? It, what, it, what when you get down to Doctor Strange, it's all different. Because he's trying to connect with Bruce through the astral form. You can't hurt the astral form. He's trying to connect with Bruce. He's trying to connect. He's trying to connect... And then he realizes there's no way that I can do it. This, I'm going to have to take on a power that I haven't touched in decades. And this is something that goes all the way back to the earliest Doctor Strange stories this was a demon that he fought like one time. Zon. This is
0: what I wanted. This is what I, I wanted. I know, I know.
1: <clears throat> I, I, it's my opportunity to uh, touch on all of these other points.
0: No, that's. People. I wanted all of it. I, this, I wanted all of it. This is great.
1: So Doctor Strange takes... This, this is the crazy thing because I remember going and like looking for those issues after this and I ended up finding, finding out I already had them. Because it's such a one-off. It's not like Nightmare. It's not like... Uh, Dormammu, it's not like any of the villains that recur in Doctor Strange, he just, this is the guy that he defeated, and he basically trapped him in a box, and he had him forever, and it's just, this is the beginning of where they shelled Doctor Strange, more or less, for a while.
0: Tell me about the speech that uh, Wong gave to him before he unleashed it, before he's like, you know what I'm about to do, you gotta get out now.
1: Oh, yeah, he's like, no, Master, I mean, you just can't... It wasn't much of a speech. It was just like, no, you can't do this. I, I, you're, you're, not, you're not thinking clearly. I mean, it's one of those desperate times, desperate measures. But he basically created a monster, or he released a worst monster to fight an existing monster. And all it did was make the Hulk worse to fight. Because this is a demon that takes over your form. And that's what's crazy. The demon existed as a gigantic brutish monster in the original books. And once it was defeated, it wasn't like he released it released this monster to go crashing around like you would have Namor do with some gigantic legged and armed whale. You know, right. it was like no, he took on the power of Zom. And it was pretty impressive because even with that, he was able to punch through the Hulk. And then he was able to use the, like, the, the um, uh, studs, the spiked studs on the, like, mallets that his fists were entombed within as weapons themselves. They, like, peered off his tendrils and pierced into the Hulk. Even though the Hulk was on Earth and he wasn't being uh, dealing with the radiation of Sakar now or any of that stuff any longer, he was still capable of being hurt by this demonic power. So ultimately, this is where I'm getting... The idea is... Like, Doctor Strange, eventually, he gives up and leaves. He doesn't continue the fight. He's like, this wasn't what was supposed to happen. But he comes in, and it's like, okay, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got to take a step back. I have done the wrong thing. He gets up and goes, and he has to, like, clean himself of this. This was a moment that lasted and lasted in my mentality, thinking about Doctor Strange, and that I go back and talk about... For a long, long time. Uh, And that's the thing. After this, Doctor Strange was like, no, I'm going to be gone for a while. He wasn't the Sorcerer Supreme anymore. There were some issues where uh, uh, Wiccan from Young Avengers was asked to keep an eye on things for a while. And then he also goes and he talks to Nico Minoru uh, of the Runaways. Because she has that wand. And, um... What's the other aspect of it? I think it was just one of those things where it was like Dr. Strange kept wanting to get out for a while and just go meditate and clear himself of this thing. Uh, Do a good crystal cleanse, whatever it took, for however long it was going to take. But things had to keep coming up that were going to draw him back in. And so then it was this whole question of like, who's in power now? Uh, Dr. Druid or um, Dr. Voodoo? Let's get back. Let's get back
0: to to World War. I'm just World. saying, like, hey,
1: this is a huge moment where they were like, hey, we're gonna take and we're gonna box him and put him away for a while.
0: Well, well, I, I feel like they have to do that with Strange every now and then because he's yep. not he's not something as palpable as Spider Man or Iron Man or Batman. Like, you got to put him away for a while, and then when you bring him back, it's epic. And then they like they they, they he's got a lot longer shelf life than Moon Knight or um <laughs> uh but they they definitely do have to do that every now and, and then her, how really? did how did how did uh how how did doctor strange get defeated and captured
1: I don't think he got I don't I'm not going to say that I recall him actually being captured it w- he he basically defeated himself he beat down the hulk so hard and then he got to the point where he was like I can't I can't do this anymore what what he did led to all of those uh, civilian Hulk supporters getting crushed and killed. Correct. And then he was like, oh, I've done the wrong thing. And he's, he's like, I'm out.
0: Okay, so we've got Doctor Strange down. We've got Reed Richards down after the attack on uh, the... Tony uh, Stark's next. Tony Stark is next. And um, so during this time, we've got Amadeus Cho uh, hustling around. Uh, we've got... Uh, she hulk doing her mm-hmm. best as well we've got the x-men fighting hulk at the same week that always bothered me um because they had to do the, <laughs> they had to, they had to do the essential wolverine like you know him and him and them fighting like okay we get it like it's just it it happened the first time just leave it alone uh unless we're talking about ultimates but that's different and we can't go off Oh of that. my God. I <laughs> yeah, know. Unless we're talking about, Ulti- unless we're talking about Ultimus, ultimate. Ultimate
1: Wolverine versus Ultimate <laughs> Hulk was legendary. Yeah, legendary.
0: Um, so we, but at the same time, the Hulk <clears throat> is destroying Madison square garden. Uh, it will not destroying it. He's remodeling it in his own fashion. <laughs> a, into a, uh, gladiatory, uh, gladiatorial, gladiatorial. Yeah. Uh, Gladiatorial
1: I think it is: I Gladiatorial I could be wrong.
0: we're smart, we know what we're talking about. For, <laughs> roast us later uh, to to have him all fight to the death and go through what he went through, and that was so powerful to me that's like that's where the story picked up to me because like, we see we see the um, everyone that came from Sakar with him slowly losing. And losing kind of faith and just hoping the Hulk will take care of it. And we've got this fight. And uh, Reed, we've got Iron Man. And Iron Man's communicating uh, through a broken helmet to the current leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., the the, the cool dude with the red mustache. I always forget his name. Oh,
1: Gabe is... is, Oh, are you talking about Dum Dum Dugan? Yeah. I didn't see him in there at all. I thought he was talking to Gabe the whole time.
0: I thought that, well, I thought the old redhead guy was the dude from Captain America that, uh, Neil McDonough, the, the, the one that was like, uh, was like, in he Japanese is like, I'm from New okay, Jersey. Yeah, no, you're
1: talking about the right guy, but yeah. I don't remember seeing him at he, all. He I wasn't, be completely wrong, though.
0: That's, no, 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 you're not wrong, you just didn't read the Invincible Iron Man, uh, they were not infamous. Oh, like, okay. Like,
1: I'm sorry. It, I get
0: what you're saying. The, like I can't remember the right name. It, was, it wasn't Invincible. Might have been Invincible. The, the page is Iron Man. That's what's going on. Yeah, it was uh, the crossover issue. Tony, yeah. Tony Stark. Tony yeah. Stark is communicating the best he can through his Extremist armor, and while well, uh, Dugan is is that's his name, right? Dugan.
1: Yeah, Dum Dum Dugan.
0: Mm-hmm. He, he's in Tony's office because he's now the effective leader of Shield, and he's like, "God damn it, where are you?" And all of a sudden. Uh, some uh, Stark Tech, the 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 one helmet in there is like, can you hear me? Like, is that you? And um, we we've got that going on, and it, it, we we've got Shield mobilizing. Uh, they they've got the problem with the uh, satellites not working because they're constantly being being completely taken over. Like, and they have to fight. And. Mm-hmm they're doing their best not to hurt hurt each other but like they're being mind controlled to actually through the 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 disk they they're they're put the the same like what what did you call them earlier i always forget what they're called
1: oh i have if you hadn't asked, if you hadn't asked yeah. me i would have got it um, yeah the,
0: those those discs that if you're watching ragnarok they're you shocked the control you know? disc yeah. and and uh They're they're able to overcome him enough to knock each other out as much as they can and not fight. And then that's when Tony takes over. They mobilize the satellites. And at that moment is when Hulk is coming to that epiphany. Epiphany? Epiphany. That... (laughs) It's getting late. (laughs) It's getting late, yeah. It's getting late. That he really shouldn't be doing this. And this is wrong. And... They drain the power out of him, and they're like—I mean, we—we—we we, we want to mention some good knockdown dragouts with uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Still not scared of the Hulk. Never been. And that was
1: so weird. You're, yeah, you bring that up. After all of these superheroes have got their asses handed to them, we spend an entire issue on Thunderbolt Ross. Shooting rockets from helicopters and tanks <laughs> at the guy, Didn't and care. I'm just like, "How do you think that's gonna help?" It, dude, like, he... that, that was incredible that that's what the, where they went with it.
0: I I agree, and like it's funny how it boils down to like you should have stayed away from my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have stayed away from my daughter and ruined and ruin my awesome gamma experiment that you were in charge of that I should be still be well, in charge of.
1: It's uh, it's one of those odd things because preceding this, you get into the business of, uh, like I said, that issue 100, and they're talking about Thunderbolt being um, a little bit more sympathetic towards the Hulk because he understands where he's coming from. And I'm like, how many issues did it take before he went from being such a rampaging a-hole to slightly r- appreciating what Banner was able to do and that well, kind of stuff.
0: Well, that's, that's a good question, and I can answer that. The reason why is because he was uh, in cahoots with the leader in MODOK at the time that had secretly taken over the satellites that were going to drain the Gamma out of, out of uh, the Hulk and, oh, right. and use that same to pump it into him to turn him into the Red Hulk.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay, <laughs> wow. Gotcha.
0: That was that was the effective origin of the Red Hulk, was when he had, see, like, well, you don't find that out until like a year, maybe two years later, that that's how it happened. Because they, they show the flashback after Banner's laying there all drained and everyone is like, thank God it's over, was that he knew that they had collectively siphoned everything he needed to put it into him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and, uh, that's where Red Hulk started was because he was gonna, uh, Red Hulk started, uh, Hulk number one and he shows up in Russia, beats the abomination to like an inch of his life, like crushes his skull and then has this super like 800 caliber gun that shield has <laughs> and, and, and just blasts him and, and, and murders Emil Blonsky. And, um. God it got it just can't go into that <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot it's can't a lot. can't go into that but my my beef with it is that they they ruined the brotherhood that they had like I mean we we, we see that we we eventually find out that meek was the one that uh rigged the oh, the now. the warp drive to to go off. And
1: I'm not sure that that's the case. I don't think he rigged it. I think that he realized that they were loading the warp drive in there. And he didn't stop it by he's guilty because of by omission.
0: No, double checked it. He did it on purpose. Really, (laughs) Did it on purpose. Did it on purpose. Double checked it. He did it on purpose. And that was... We, we saw the death of Meek uh, as this insignificant death because it just happens so easily when we find that realization. But that's what he did. He saw those kids playing and he took his chance because he was so pissed off that after all of they've gone through, that, I mean, I mean they, they're brothers. I mean, like they're bound more by blood than anything <clears throat> in, in, on a higher level. On a mystic level, and Hulk wants to make peace with these assholes that are responsible for the the annihilation of or the initial annihilation. He thought before we saw that there were some people that escaped uh, decimation of of his of his species, and mm-hmm. it was meek. And then and then now, I, like I. I like I just wish that Korg would have squished him even harder in in Ragnarok, because like oh he uh, he's dead, oh wait he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's hard not to find that entire sequence in the movie cute, it was uh, because cute. meek I didn't see him do anything, and then even in, when you see him mm. in Endgame uh, during the portal scene. He's just like brandishing his knives, and you're like, oh, there's Meek, whatever.
0: He reminded me of a brick from Anchorman when he's just like in the uh, Anchorman (laughs) battle where he's just screaming, holding a a grenade, just not doing anything. (laughs) And and just pulls out another gun, like uh, just throws a trident, like, okay, he killed one guy, okay. Uh, (laughs) I believe
1: you killed one man with a trident. (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, you need to lay low. (laughs) You need to lay. That's a gun from the future. (laughs) Uh,. <laughs> meek meek god like oh he's not even worth talking about anymore but how do you feel after rereading everything after everything you know about uh, about banner everything i've i've loaded into you after force <laughs> i've been cramming immortal hulk on you man <laughs> like uh and and i really appreciate it because like before i met you in i i had no interest in adam warlock no interest in doctor strange <laughs> Or, or even Star Trek. And you, you pushed it and pushed it on me. And I, I, I feel like I've been pushing Hulk and uh, the best I could do with X Men
1: on you. There's no reason <laughs> not to read The Hulk. X Men just needs to be good for me to read it. And um, I don't know. I just never. Appre- I, I'm not appreciative of their, their lackluster consistency. But. Well, uh, how what, do you what, what feel about The Hulk? How do you feel about. The Hulk business here. This is, this is a great story. This is, you know, a few years ago, one of our good buddies posted on Facebook, you know, hey, what do you guys think about Legendary Runs? Is it possible anymore? And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Yes, Bendisman leave Daredevil. Uh, You know. um,
0: I think that conversation was the genesis of uh, Minefields.
1: Yeah. I mean, Grant Morrison X-Men. I mean, new X. I this is, this is it. Like right here, we're reading it all the time. Like, it's really great to be reading something and be like, holy crap, this is it right now. This is like, when I, when I play, I used to play this video game called, uh, conflict and you would, uh, you would, um, have, you were the premier of Israel and, Every time you went on to the next month, you saw headlines, and it would give you an, an idea of what's going on in the surrounding countries and whatever. And um, one of my favorite headlines was like, You've messed with a bunch of stuff, and maybe you collapsed governments or you defeated <laughs> them in wars. That's but awesome. One of the headlines would be like, Libya now claims the sword of Islam, or, you know, Jordan now claims the sword of Islam, or something. And I was like, Huh what a fascinating concept it was this it wasn't a real item it was the item it was this it was a it was a metaphor like when leonardo the ninja turtle was looking for the mantle of leadership correct and it, it's not or like when bruce leroy
0: <laughs> showed in up. the last
1: dragon Showing was looking up, for the master <laughs> bruce leroy <laughs> You know, it's not it, it's it's a metaphor for something, and I th- and it's amazing when you're reading the title that is like this might not be the flagship book of Marvel comics, but you're like this is it, like this is what's going on right now, and this is killer, and like everybody kind of has to agree. Go back and check this out you're only missing like three issues can you get them okay you can read mine but you can't do it on your lunch break because i know yeah. you're gonna get teriyaki yeah. sauce on it or yeah whatever. that, that not... reminds me i gotta get
0: my uh house of uh house of x and powers of x one through three back from my buddy josh <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's all you joshes out there yeah uh yeah man i mean it's awesome when something it's like this is it right here like I've had this mentality for a while because I felt like, okay, Star Trek is not so good these days, and Star Wars has not been so good. Marvel is where it's at. Marvel has the sword of fandom right now. And it's because, I mean, the movies are so good and whatever. It's, you know, I'm DC, I could give a rip. I'm really uh looking forward to this new Wonder Woman movie. I haven't even seen the first one.
0: Can't, like, I fell asleep through it twice.
1: <laughs> I I anger people endlessly by telling them I've tried to watch Mandalorian and, and I've fallen asleep twice. It's what I said. I ca- I can't really give it its due when I'm tired. Nah, it's know? okay.
0: It's okay. But even then, like I I, I, <clears throat> I I like your end game on this one and it I think it hammers it home. We yeah, talked yeah. we talked about it earlier. And to bring it in perspective with you specifically was when I call you and I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm at speeding bullet and I'm halfway through this comic called saga number one. And, uh, it's awesome. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you're you like, know. you're like, okay. And I'm like, listen, there's a bunch here. I'm going to get one for you and one for me. You're like, okay. And, uh, and then, and then that takes off. And then, and then you got that, like, like, the when you're someone that devours this sort of content and wants the best, but you also have that collector aspect that's still left over from the nineties. Like you want the hottest one. Um, (laughs) You want the hottest one. And that happens with image all the time. Uh, Not with Marvel. It happens with image all the time, but a lot of times these comics in image kind of Peter out. Um, Like with morning glories, Uh, morning glories was like that. And it totally petered out chew. Not so much, <laughs> the complete opposite. But then yeah. you're like, oh, I don't care about the Hulk. I haven't read Hulk in five years. And then like you hear everyone talking about it, and you're like, what's going on? And you find out about something coming called World War Hulk, and like you got to read Planet Hulk first, and you can't get Planet Hulk number one unless you buy third printing, and like only bitches buy third printings, and they or, and they, <laughs> they, they 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 either buy it by accident uh thinking it's <laughs> the, the the first print or that's the best they got because the graphic novel hasn't come out yet and uh or they haven't released it digitally yet now that that's happening and uh or, or you find out about like I said earlier um with uh old man Logan or um uh anything going Ice Cream Man's Hot right now. Um it's you, you gotta pay attention. Like you gotta judge the book by its cover, but give it a gander I mean, obviously, uh, you, you can't read the comics in the store, but give it a give it a chance, and goddamn, you'll find something that'll like, like the 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 literature in this sort of story with especially specifically Planet Hulk. Uh, like, I hope in like a thousand years that someone finds like someone's safe deposit box with all of the Planet Hulk books. Translates it and thinks it's our actual mythology, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's it's that good because the the values are there: brotherhood, sacrifice, betrayal, revenge, uh, uh, coming around after being defeated. Like, like it's all there, and yeah. just just give it a chance. And uh, we're gonna have a lot more Hulk stuff to talk about because I'm just obsessed with it. We'll we'll, we'll scatter about. The next like five six months because <laughs> I got so many like I was like I gotta get my notes and I pull up my notes and I was like wait a minute all these notes are about Immortal Hulk God damn it <laughs> like, <laughs> I really hope I can remember everything from what I read last week and um this has been just a pleasure and I really hope and uh the 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 best part about this is that you don't have to go and buy these go and spend the either the ten bucks because you already did the, your first week of uh, marvel uh, unlimited uh, and uh, get spend the 10 bucks to read all of this and or fuck it make a new email <laughs> use your other debit card to to read them for free for the week um I'm gonna say if
1: you can get a hold of your retailer and be like, and just hey, you got a copy of this? That's even better. Pick pickup, for real. That's even better.
0: That's even better, and I'm so glad you corrected me on that. But it's late.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, we should all. I mean, honestly, I want you all to understand something. We are definitely reading digital stuff right now because that's where we are. Uh, I definitely have a copy of planet hulk at my mom's place i've got scattered copies of it. there i've and got
0: scattered it, copies of it man and it's just yeah, like just
1: one of those things i should have grabbed that when i was there a couple of weeks ago uh but yeah i mean social distancing you don't know, want to take some bug with me to my 74 year old mom's house you know
0: yeah and and, but, and uh, i'm i'm perplexed it's, it's like it's like when you're dating someone that, like, you're like, eh, I guess I like you. And then you're like, you know what, I'm done with you. And, like, you break up and you're like, I miss you so much. <laughs> That's all I can think about. And now the comic shops are closed. And I've read probably, I want to say I've probably read probably 200 comic books in the past two weeks. Uh, off of uh, the DC and the Marvel uh, apps. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just just devouring uh storylines as fast as i can because i just i want something to disguise the walls i'm trapped in at the moment and i just want new stuff and i mean hell we and we, yet and yet
1: and yet make a call make a call and go buy those things physically people
0: hey i did man i spent like uh, 200 bucks yeah. over at the uh iron lion the other day uh got some uh i got some uh, comics. I got some, uh Uh, boxes uh, for some, uh, because I've got those nice, uh, those flip boxes that are like faux leather, all the red, green, gold, black for my magic cards and bought a whole booster set. And uh, they told me that they were, uh, and I saw it posted, not only that, but I, I checked because I was concerned, but not only are they still open, but I mean, you can't go in there, but they'll, but they're going to ship it to you free of charge, flat rate if you want to pay, but they didn't charge me. And, uh, all their employees are still on staff getting paid full. Like they were still working there and doing their best to get through this. I'm sure if it goes any longer, they're going to have to do their best, but they haven't betrayed the people that love them and sell, uh, their comics, toys, magic, Power Ranger toys. I mean, they got everything in there. You can get CGC graded yeah. stuff there. I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and I told them I told them flat out, this is true. You're the only place in Colorado I'll ever buy my comics from again. Period, because you care about your staff that much. And when I called to make my order, they were like, "Oh no, it's no charge." And I was like, "Listen, I'm, I'm quote unquote essential. I've mm-hmm. got." I've got a couple extra bucks. He's like, I can't just charge you. You're already paid. Like you already paid. Um, and I'm not, I'm not doing the bad Christian thing where I'm telling you about something good. I did. I'm just saying I was in a good spot to pay the, just charge me for a fucking sticker. And he's like, well, he put me, he put me on hold and he's like, well, the shipping's actually $8. I was like, charge me $8 for a sticker. Just make sure that damn stickers in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he was like, I appreciate you, man. I'm like, no, I appreciate you. And then um, it's it's not – I know people are doing this right now, and we're not doing that out of like some social justice thing right now. But like immediately after that transaction, I'm uh, I'm friends with the owners. Um, Andy and Shelby, bless you guys, uh, messaged you both on Facebook and said not only was the guy that answered the phone call – at your store, when you told me to call, to make my order, the nicest, gentleman, he went above and beyond, went and looked for some random shit I needed, he found almost everything I wanted, asked, like, hey, I can get, you got, I we can we can order this later when we can, uh, I can make a list, I'm like, no, don't worry about it, I'll call you guys later, and, uh, thank you for still employing these guys, and, uh, I won't shop at another comic book store in in Colorado again. Nice.
1: Yeah, I got to make it back to visit my guys. Uh, And that's in another town. That's a whole other trick. Um, The retailer that I've been going to for years, uh, when I haven't been going back to my old shop in, in, uh, in Norman... Uh, when I when I used to work at Speeding Bullet, I've been going to Legendary Comics in Stillwater, and uh, my guy Darren, he uh, he has always been a big Hulk fan. So I hope there's some I hope there's some material here that any Hulk fan can appreciate, and and uh, I hope this worked out for everybody.
0: I do too, and uh, we we missed you. We can't wait to do some uh, new content from when the co- new comics come out, and we're confident things are gonna pan out and. We just want you to be safe, and I don't know what else to say.
1: <laughs> Everybody have a good time. And their, uh staying in. Read some stuff. Let us know what you've read. Let us know if you wanna wanna share what you've got, and uh, you know, let us know if you want us to read it so we can so you can we can say what we think if if you're interested in that. Whatever you want to do.
0: This transmission is over. (laughs) Good night. This is dangerous, guys. We're over now. Talk to you next week.